today on The Breakdown. It's all hands on deck here in Poker Guys HQ because $751,000 is for first place, and me and Grant are playing for it right now on the show. That's a lie. That's a complete and utter just falsity, and I'm sorry for lying. I apologize. I want to apologize to anyone who was offended by that. Um, but there is $751,000 available to the winner, but not of this, but instead of EPT London main event... That's just how they call it now, apparently. That's the words they use. I don't know. It's a $5,300 buy-in, and it's from late October 2022. And we've got two players, and there's 31 left, but we've got two players. And apparently, I'm blind to this hand. I don't know what happens. But Grant knows. And apparently, at one point, he was watching the video, and I heard him say, whoa. And then he said, he muttered some other incomprehensible claptrap type of words that made it sound like we should do the hand so we're doing it um get ready fasten your seatbelts apparently whoa type stuff is happening and then grant and i are going to play for three quarters of a million let's do it right now on the breakdown with grant Dyson and jonathan levy hey there there is one definite whoa in yeah. the hand and there's another thing that's like uh, eh, should you do that? <laughs> should cool. you do that, buddy? Is that a good idea huh. for you and your life and your financial future? Wow, it's one. It's not like, it's not like you know, investing in the worst investment you can think of. It's well, it's it's just a, a a very questionable poker play. What do you think is the worst investment you can think of? Huh? Okay, without making a joke, like an actual oh. investment. Oh, I don't know. Either way, whatever you got, go in go in any direction. I mean, I don't want to inflame the users. Right. But but <laughs> yeah, cool. it's it's probably some crypto, obviously, like some bullshit crypto, like that somebody just made up. Oh, there's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know the name of it. It's right. They're just going to get a few people, and they're going to get pump and dumped, and that's going to be it. Like, right. Yeah. So that's whatever that is, one. that's yeah. a fair. Okay. Let's let's go outside of that of our obvious investment like stuff like that, like fake companies, fake crypto, fake companies in the stock market, whatever. Okay. That. What does Dogecoin count? Because it was that, invented as a fake crypto, but has become very real. And I still think it's a bad investment. Um, well, you know, now that Elon's taking over Twitter and he may actually use that as a form of payment on Twitter, it's gone up 150% in the yeah. last few days. Um, I don't know that it's, I mean, I would have thought it was a bad investment up until the moment Elon <laughs> Musk actually bought Twitter. Now I'm not so sure. Uh, but let's move outside of crypto entirely. Okay. And maybe make it more entertaining and fun. What would be the worst investment one could ever possibly invest? The in? U.S. government. <laughs> there we go. Is that the, better? How about the truth? Yeah, like <laughs> investing in the truth is not a good investment right now. That's the type of shit that people say when they're talking to the microphones these days. Yeah. By the way, yeah. well, they've been saying it for forever. When yeah, they're talking exactly. To them. People who talk to the microphones, besides us, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um. We don't invest in the truth. We are the truth. We we fucking embody the truth. We, we live and breathe truthism. Fuck the Wait, political pundits who besmirch our names by saying investing in <laughs> us is a bad idea. Yeah, fuck you, folks. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to go down on the side. Folks, I don't want to pick anyone. Yeah, yeah, you can't do it. I could pick all of them. Yeah, but all. all but that's you. a statement in itself. Exactly. We're saying a lot by not saying anything. And yeah. you're welcome. To everyone who's been profoundly affected by this, as you often are by this show, let's be frank. Yeah. Let's break it down. Shit matters, and we bring the noise about it, right, Grant? Exactly. Yeah. All right, what's the worst investment you can think of? Oh, um, I mean, I would think like party favors for for aquatic land and a lot of <laughs> aquatic and land uh, animals, like like things that are. Um, 
amphibious. Okay. Like that How about something that's bad. actually investable? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, okay. That was a pretty bad one, though. Uh, something's actually... But the truth, the truth, and the U.S. government, you got... Oh, you meant you're, oh, you're asking for the real answer. Yeah, I want the real thing. Oh, um, besides all the dumb crypto stuff, because yeah. I would... I, as a crypto person, there's a lot of cryptos I think are probably clearly terrible investments. Of course. But past that... Um, I would say, like, legacy companies are probably mostly bad stuff. Legacy meaning, like, um, pre-internet companies that are still hanging on. Like GameStop? Oh, fanning I the mean, flames. yes, that's a good example. Um, Maybe you should short hotel them. Hotel stocks. That's worked out well in huh. the past. It, for some people, it did. Um, hotel stocks, you know, not that you could buy stock in taxis, but if you could, you know, like, investing in, like, those kinds of services when Web 3.0 is basically coming is taking over all that all stuff. All right, here's... An example historically, you, you thought made me think of an example that historically turned out to be a terrible investment for a lot of individual investors. Yeah, but uh, like at the time, you wouldn't have seen it coming. Let's see if we can find the next one. All right, so it was ta- it was New York taxi medallions oh, in like yeah. two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, this is my retirement. It's essentially my retirement account. This medallion is going to be worth one point two million dollars when I want to retire, and that will be my retirement. I don't have to save beyond that, right? The medallion is my retirement. Yes. And a lot of people bought medallions for like eight hundred thousand dollars or whatever. What do they go for? A million dollars, and then they got a hundred thousand dollars for them. Yeah. You know, they're worth they're worth a hundred thousand dollars. That's painful. And well, there was like a, a spate of New York taxi drivers who committed suicide a couple of years back because of this situation specifically it's not only that but they were making two-thirds of what they previously made driving yep so it was a very bad situation for them overall so what's the what's the next taxi medallion um okay and it hasn't happened yet yeah obviously Uh, if you could actually know these things you would be an extremely wealthy short seller who always nailed it or you just bet on the or you buy into whatever the thing is going to replace or both i guess um yeah that's clearly really hard to Come up with, but I could say things like here's some quick guesses anyway. Um, things that computers or AI does well now, but will do much better in the near future, like writing. Um, so, how do you invest in writing? Um, you'd have to invest in the AI company behind it, I think. Uh, so, that's not what you're talking about, though, because you're saying the AI will actually do that. Better. I'm saying, like, so putting, like, learning to become a good writer might be a huge mistake <laughs> oh. because, like, AI is going to do all the copywriting probably and maybe write novels better than humans can write and all that, like all that stuff is probably coming in the relatively near future, right? Um, I think there will always be a demand for human written novels. I think there'll be a demand for it, but it'll be very easy. If the AI writes better novels, you just lie. Yeah. You just, someone's going to say, I wrote it when the AI wrote it and then you sell a million copies because it's the best book of all time and uh, and people claim they want human written novels but what they really want is the best stuff. All right. No one wants to go to Walmart because it's killing the mom and pop stores but then you see how cheap everything is and then you go to Walmart all anyway. Right, all right, you're getting all excited but you yeah. you totally didn't answer the question well. Damn because it. Because you, it's not at all an analogy to the taxi medallion. Like You're like talking about investing your time and learning to write. Like what the fuck? No. Come up with something better. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Well, I was trying to think of it's before it's things that are going to like lose value bef- and before yeah, they've I lost know, life. I know. I don't care where your thought process okay, came fine, from. Come up fine. with an, like yes, if I'm a professor I in a fucking get it. class. Shut up. I'm, I'm giving you an F now. on that shit. Hospitals. Because because um, similarly, like diagnosis is going to be different. It's going to um, and as again AI starts to figure this kind of stuff out as well, like medicine and all that. Um, They're going to put house in your iPad. I mean, you won't have to go to the hospital I, I, anymore. I think there'll be, um, I don't know when this is going to happen. This may be 25, 30 years from now, but I think a lot of procedures that right now are time consuming and difficult will be instantaneous or easy, comparatively anyway. And 
hospitals may lose a lot of value. So the investment is the the parent company of the hospital. That's the bad investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. Gotcha. Also, hospitals are horrible anyway. No one should ever. Unrelated. Oh, right, right, right. I hope they F again. I hope I hope they do terribly. <laughs> in the you get another F. Right. Sorry. Sorry. You're my worst student ever. <laughs> this is very hard to answer. You're actually asking me a very particular question. Yeah, and, and anything anything that's an obvious have you ever answer, heard, I'm trying not to Have answer. you ever heard of, I don't know? Try that on no, for size. No, you don't want that answer. No one wants that answer here. We're, we're doing entertainment. No one wants, I don't know, let's move on. That's a stupid fucking answer, and you know it. You, you ask me this question knowing I'm going to have to do something weird. Yeah, I just am disappointed. That's all. I, well, then you told me to take it seriously. I started making jokes. You told me to take it seriously. I'm taking it seriously. I'm disa- and now you, now you critique the way that I defend the what wall. What, let me explain, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm disappointed in the effort. I'm saying I'm disappointed in your abilities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, Now that that's clear, we can probably move on. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have it. Do you have any answers for this? Actual uh, answers to that question? No, I don't think this so. This is fucking impossible to answer. Yeah, I, don't, I think yeah. that's... A, obviously, if you could answer that question, you yes. and you could do it consistently, you would be have a very wealthy career ahead of you. Gaming. Don't invest in gaming. AI gaming is going to be better. I don't know. I'm just going to say AI is going to fix everything, and so uh, stay away from all the legacy stuff. That's it. That's all yeah. I got. Everything's a version of that. Okay. I don't care. We didn't figure that one out. <sighs> no. Someday, though. This is a really great path to walk down, though. I'm glad you took us down here. That's right. I blame you. <laughs> I'm going to go with it was a great path, and mm. you get another F <laughs> for saying that because I'm spiteful in you my know, grades. You know, your, your ire is not what's hurtful. It's the disappointment. Yeah, I, I have know. to say it is. I know, and it's it's what I'm disappointed pointed into, isn't it? A little bit. No, either way, if you're disappointed in the lack of effort, that's that's actually in some ways that's even worse because that's something I can control. Mm. The ability is sort of like it is what it is. Well, it is what it is. You're, but you're also, disappointed that I can't fly. But, but I can't then you, help that. But then you have the realization, like, oh, I'll never be great. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew that. <laughs> ah, come on, you know I'm kidding. You're a special boy. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There it is. See, this is a such by the way. Here's a little pro-life tip for everyone. Agree. Whoa, Agree no po- with no them. politics. Pro-life tip? <laughs> Life pro tip. <laughs> <There Sorry. you. laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it that way. Um, Life pro tip. LPT. Uh, agree with your uh, the people who are coming at you. They don't know what to do. It throws them off. You see, Grant had to change roles because now we were both picking on me at the same time. He had to flip over and balance it out and tell me I was no. A it's because boy. I don't want to break you. See, but but you wanted to break me up until the moment before I started agreeing with you. All I, you were telling me I had no ability. So this is your. And version. I wasn't going to be great. So this is your human version of playing dead in a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was being sincere. <laughs> okay. but, um, but I'm saying it is a powerful tactic to shut people down who are coming at you um, in almost any way. Like agreeing with them, they just don't know what to do with that. They're not ready for that. I prefer a drop kick to the face. Yeah, but you choose violence. Yeah. I'm a very violent person. You are shockingly violent. Everybody who knows me knows this. Yes. Jonathan is lucky to be alive, being around me as often as he is. <laughs> I often get asked, like, what happened to you? Did you... I'm like, no, I walked into a door. Yeah, yeah. That's what you said. That's <laughs> <laughs> my business partner. Anyway, going down a dark path now. Yeah, I know. What the fuck, man? That's your fault. That one's your that fault. That was entirely my fault. I mean, you did say that you were very right, violent speaking, towards me. Speaking but, of so. a dark path, Chris Jones. Okay. Suggested this hand. That's a good nickname for Chris Jones. And The, the dark, dark path. The dark path. That's pretty good. Yeah. That is that's a good thing for anybody, but especially for Chris Jones because of the path he will be on. And this is narrative. 
you have to listen to previous podcasts where we talk about Chris Jones if you want to know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. And if you don't, that's too bad. We don't do previously on with yeah, the poker yeah, guys. Yeah, like, deal with it. You know, a lot of shows aren't doing previously on anymore. It's They're true. like, fucking deal with it yourself. Like, you've been binging this. It's not, we know you just watched the last episode. We're not going to tell you what just happened. Yeah, and you can find a recap if you want to. Of anyway, course. And that, the way you find that recap is listen to the other podcasts, you idiots. You doikes. All right, so anyway. Doikes, I said. D-O-I-K-E-S, that's to good, be clear. Good to clarify. Yeah, I just realized that. Chris Jones, who had the Chris Jones special before, which was two Chris oh, Jones yeah. suggestions in a row, of course, had to go to his local sandwich shop and make sure they... They create a sandwich called the Chris Jones Which Special. They did. So you are doing previously on. After all this, you're doing previously on. Uh, you know what, what the living hell? I didn't realize that was going to happen, but it did. Yeah. But it, it felt necessary for, for where I'm going with this. Okay, okay fine. Because he's the dark path now. And, you know, yeah. the dark path begins. You know, it's like if you're, if you're seeing it as a film, there's kind of like a lightness in the air. There's nice music. Chris Jones is walking to the sandwich shop, and he walks in, and the board is there, and he's looking for the Chris Jones Special. <laughs> it was there just last week. Yeah. And guess what? Guess what, Chris? You're not seeing it. And you're like... Where's Fernando? Fernando put the, the Chris Jones special <laughs> up there, and Fernando's not working. And you go up to the, the yeah. guy at the register, and you don't recognize him. Usually, you know everybody at the sandwich shop, right? Yeah. You're like, this is my place. I, I, I know Jim. I, I know Tammy. They're, they're great. I love how they make sandwiches. Fernando's the manager. He does a great job. And this guy's he's got like a, a tag that has like a nickname on it, and you're like, how does this guy have a nickname? I don't know who he is. I'm, I should know his nickname if anybody knows his nickname, but I don't know. And you're like, so is, is Fernando here? Can I talk to Fernando? I'm, I would like to get a sandwich, but, but it's not on the board right now. It's like, Fernando? Oh, Fernando, he's, he's, he, they moved him to L.A. Yeah, he's, he's running an L.A. store now. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, did, they change the, did they change the menu because Fernando moved? And you know, it goes down that path, and you realize that the new manager was like, this sandwich fucking blows, and there's no more Chris Jones special. And you're like, can I talk to the new manager? And he's like, yeah, we're not doing that sandwich. And uh, that's, it's not a big triumphant scene <laughs> in any way, but, nope. but you leave with darkness in your heart, Chris Jones, and uh. you know this, right? And you walk home, and the dark path begins. Wow. Next time on Chris Jones, we'll get into where the dark path leads. That's about three minutes. We're never going to get back. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's not a procedural. It's a serial. Yeah. So you got to wait and find out what happens later. Right, and it, right. it'll pay off later. Okay. So it's like, that happens sometimes. The first time I saw Game of Thrones, the first episode or two, yeah. I actually, it, could, it was hard to follow because I didn't know who any of the characters were and it was a little slow. I mean, rewatching it, those episodes are amazing. But at the first time, it took me like till episode three before I really got into it. So this feels like we're very much in episode one. <laughs> well... <laughs> haters gonna hate man yeah you know that's, yeah. that's all i'll say about that okay maybe we'll just get to the hand now okay which was suggested by chris jones hey the dark path the happy guy chris jones uh 31 out of 749 remain in ept london main event what is the current payout jonathan Nineteen thousand two hundred and seventy four dollars pounds fifty three hundred pounds dollars oh, i'm dollars. giving you the dollars oh you said fifty three hundred in dollars so that's what uh, you think you were wrong because that's pounds that's true but it is nineteen thousand. It's seventeen thousand and fifty pounds. Okay, you son of a fuck. <laughs> yeah, you, you really cleaned that one up <laughs> by changing it. I didn't want to genderize it. Right, excellent. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's no pay jump for a long time. Um, we're at thirty-one left. There isn't a pay jump till we get to the next table because they go eight-handed at the EPT. That makes what happens even more shocking. Really, that there's no pay jump yeah, for a long 23 time. Yeah, twenty-three left is the jump, and it's only a two. Th- uh, 
$3,000 jump anyway, so it's not a big deal, compared to the 750 k for first place. Right. So, obviously, you should be going for chip accumulation, yes. winning the money. Especially now where we're, like, seven people away from any money jumps. Yeah. We're not even one guy away, you know? We're not even... There's no bubble of any kind. All right. So, our, our uh, opener in the hand is this guy named Fontan. What's, what's your data on Fontan here? Oh, let me, let me find him for Which you. is well, actually his middle name. Yeah, so his name is actually Paul... Find. I believe it's Castrion. Okay. Uh, I'm calling him up right now. He's Spanish. Paul Fontan Castrion, uh, not including this event, his overall Hendon is about uh, $690,000. His best live cash, uh, not including this event, is $224,000. Okay, so he might be pretty decent, or he might be bad. It's, it's it, could hard be, it could be any which way. Say. He finished uh, fifth in a 10K Party Poker Millions in 2019 for that almost quarter million, and that was his big, that okay. was his big hit. All right, well, he's going to open the hand. He's got 766K at uh, the 10K big blind level. So doing pretty well, 76 blinds. Yep. He's going to open to 20K from plus two with two red kings. Cool. Seems fine to me. Yep. All right, this other guy whose name is aggressively European, starts with an HR. Uh, so I'm going to call him Hrabek. Sure. Roman, Roman is his first name. Okay, let's go with Roman. Roman Hrabek. Roman Hrabek. What do we know about him? Okay, uh, not including this event. Once again, he's got 500000 in uh, earnings. He's from Czech Republic. Um, and that's all I got on him. He's right. got a lot of cash. There's a lot of you know, $500 buy-in stuff early on. And as we get later, it's more like $1,000, $1,500 caches. So mostly. similar profiles on these players from what we can tell. Yeah. He did actually, uh, earlier this year... Hit for ninth in the 10K uh, Super Millions High Roller online for 123,000. Oh, that's likely to be a pretty tough field. So, and oh my goodness, just the day before uh, this event started, he finished second in the uh, UK IPT London High Roller event, which is part of the same series that, that this is. Um, for 174,000. All right, so, so he might he might be so pretty he's good. He's feeling pretty good right now. And he's he, feeling pretty And he high. might be a decent player. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's got 910k so 91 bigs. Okay. Uh, in the hijack and he's going to three bet with 65 of diamonds to 60k. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's totally fine. We're deep enough to be able to do this uh, in, from a tournament point of view. Absolutely. Um, I think it's fine to call, to be clear. But I think three betting is totally cool and is going to work a lot. And it's going to work a lot now. It's going to work a lot post flop as well. We don't have to make a hand to do this. It's obviously not going to work here against King King. But what can you do? It's a good time in a tournament to put pressure on, even though we're yes. further from like the big money. A lot of players are going to just really clench up because they've never been in a spot like this. We did literally just burst the bubble. This is the first spot we're in where there's been like a $2,000 jump, and now there's several, but these jumps okay, are so you, small, you it shouldn't matter. Okay, that was confusing. We didn't burst the money You're bubble. right. Sorry, we, burst the, we, bur- we just did a, a money jump, though. We just did a pay jump, but it's a small pay jump, and as we said, the next wasn't for a while. These numbers shouldn't matter to these guys. Right, but they... the. Still, people will clench up at, at the late stages of a big tournament. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the opposite, though. Like, um, like moving from 2000... Like, some, if anyone was just, like, trying to, like, make that last money jump, they just did. Yeah. So anyone who's, like, pretty short may be like, okay, now I can start going all in again because I just made an extra 2K. Right. But these guys have got enough blinds that shouldn't matter anyway, right? This yeah. is, feels all pretty irrelevant. I think this is a perfectly fine play to three-bet this hand. I think it's going to work a lot. All right. Obviously, the answer is going to be to mix... 
in general as fun as Fontan with the yeah. Kings here. You're going to flat sometimes, especially once you know that it's heads up because everybody else folds. Um, I think if if anybody flats out of the blinds or anything, it's kind of a mandatory four bet, right? A hundred percent. We absolutely have to four bet if someone calls. But if it's just going to be heads up no matter what, you can mix in some calls, right? You can mix in some calls. Um, I think it's really fine to uh, to call a little bit, but also because we're out of position, I think I want to mostly four bet here. The big question is, do we have any light four bets ever? Because if we don't, then we need to mix in a few more calls. I agree. And also, it does really suck if we four bet and get five bet in this scenario. We're never folding, and that's that. 76 blinds deep at this stage of the tournament, it sucks. Um, it sucks. 76 blinds is just enough to get in with kings, and we just roll with it. We can be up against queens, and that can happen. Yeah. It's not, it's not 200 blinds, you know. I understand yeah. it sucks, and people go out this way, but we're just not deep enough to, to ever get away from kings preflop. No, I, I mean, I think you're right. Um, but I think just as something that we often talk about in the past, like if Fontan, which I don't think he does, but if Fontan were, were Patrick Antonius or something, and he's like, I definitely am the best player at this table. Like, flatting is maybe more appealing then because you don't want to potentially, like, just blow up through 76 blinds against aces where you can you can save some. I mean, I hear you. Um, at the same point, though, like, if we are... We also think about our if we have light four bets or not, right? If we're the guy who has shown that we four bet some at all, this is such a good hand to four bet, right? Because someone may play back at us. Someone, people may not fold yeah. when they should because, like, we just... Don't always have it. And it's very clear. Our frequencies are not. I mean, are not on. Are not. You know, it's not like I've been in spots in these type of tournaments often or ever. Like I've, the spot that I've been in is like a fifteen hundred dollar tournament. Yeah, that was similar to this. But there were zero light four bets. Zero. You, um, you rarely see it. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but like the question is like with seventy six blinds deep, effective here. Like, is Harabek ever going to fold queens? Like, I don't believe so. Now he may not put in a five bet. Yeah. But he might. It depends on the player, right? An ace king, he's probably he may just go with a five bet. With I wouldn't king. expect queens to really ever five bet unless it's just like a unless really you... big time blaster yeah. offer. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, but four betting for pure value obviously cannot be wrong with kings here. Mm-hmm. And again, being out of position, it makes me want to four bet a lot more than if I'm in position. Yeah. Because it's so much harder to get value out of position. Well, Fontaine is going to four bet, but how about this sizing? Over the sixty k three bet, he goes one fifty five out of position. Yeah, feels small, doesn't it? It's small, but it is important. And you know, as we get as we do more and more bets here, meaning like two, three, four, five bets, whatever, those can get smaller and smaller relative to each other because relative to our stacks, where it's so much more of a chunk of them. Yeah, right? but we're deep enough that this still feels pretty small. Absolutely. I mean, if you if you have two, if you're Haraba and you had two tens and you three bet to sixty k and you get four bet to one fifty five. When the guy only has now another 610 back, what are you doing? I mean, I'm calling. You're calling, but you're really not liking it at all. Like, what do you, I mean, there's so many bad spots for you, right? Yeah. If you don't flop a tent, basically, there's almost no board you're really excited. I mean, you're probably not going to fold if you have an overpair. What if you board, have ace-queen but... suited? You're going to call, right? Yeah. What if he makes it 200? Um... I might even, honestly, if I don't think that the guy has any light four bets, I'm actually not calling ace-queen suited. I'm probably just folding. Really? Yeah. Well, what about 6-5 suited? Because that's what Robert <laughs> has. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do the math on this, because I'm, I'm saying these things. Let's actually do the math. So 95 to win uh, 240. Wow. In position? Yeah. Okay, ace-queen suited, I guess we just have to call, don't we? I said yeah. I was going to fold, but we just have to call. What if he had made it 200? 
So now it's 140 to win like 280, yeah. basically. I probably talk myself into a call there too, but it's tougher. I yeah. may I may find I, I would I would really have to think a lot about the guy's image and how tight I think they are. The tighter they are, the more apt I am to fold because the I'm basically up against all hands that dominate me against most players, right? Yeah. So actually, maybe I can fold ace queen to almost any of it. If I'm sure it's like ace king plus, like queen queen king king ace king ace ace, and that's it. What am I doing here with ace queen? That's a terrible hand to call with. Yeah. I should just fold because even when I am even when I improve it often just gets me in huge trouble. Once in a while, it makes me the best hand, right? I hit a queen, and I'm up against ace-king, cool. But I'm also up against aces, kings, and queens. Not so cool, right? It's just not a good, it's just not a good spot. All right, what about 6-5 of diamonds? And it's not 200K. It's 155. So it's right. 95 to win 240, almost 3 to 1. The only good thing about this hand, really, well, there's two good things. One is it's impossible to put us on this, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so that's great. And two is, like, we, it's going to be hard for us to go broke if we're putting in money for value. Right? Yeah. Like, it's like if we make one pair, we're probably not going to put a lot of money in. No. We may call one bet, depending on how big it is. Yeah. Right. So I like, as opposed to ace, queen, suitor, where we flop like an ace, we may just be stuck to the hand until we bust or make a terrible fold or something. You know, it's like we're just going to be in horrible spots all the way. Six, five, suitor, we won't be. So in that way, maybe it gives us a little more license to call. I think in position, I think we probably call. Right. Yeah. Do you agree? I mean, the, the price is pretty nice. It's pretty fucking good. And this is your point about the size. Yeah. Right? 200 feels like too much. 155. I mean, I would think 175 is like probably where I would go, like a little less than 3x um, hmm. here. But these are all pretty close to each other, really. Like it's 25,000 different. Like yeah. From, it's like two and a half lines different in either direction. Harabak ends up calling. I could argue for a fold. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like you have six high. It didn't work. Look at the stack to pot ratio. Yeah. When we call us Harabak, there's 335 in the pot. Fontaine is two to one here. I mean, that's awful for 6-5 suited. Yep. That's a reason just to throw your hand away. But he calls, or else, and that's good because now we have a breakdown hand. Thank God. And you know, no, I got nothing. I can't defend this any more than that. It's great to have a breakdown hand. <laughs> you know why else we have a breakdown hand? Um, nitro betting. Nitro betting. Nitro betting. They enable these podcasts with wow. their joyous love of us. Mm. They, they caress us with their lotions. <laughs> exactly. And if you want to be caressed with lotions, use the link in the description of this podcast yeah. to sign up for nitro betting. That gets you access to all the lotions, including the lotion that equals you know, free sports bets that can actually pay out real Bitcoin and mm. uh, our monthly poker tournament and other cool promotions that they always come up with. They're, they're innovating. They're, they're making the game better, the game of sports betting and poker and casino games. You know, I like the lotions, but Grant, Grant prefers when Nitro Betting uses the creams. Yeah, I'm a cream guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sour cream, cream cheese, you know, those types of creams. Creams. Um, yeah, beyond that, the sports betting in the casino games. Jonathan, talk a little bit about that hey. instead of just being a fucking jester for <laughs> once. Ah, okay. Um, so there's sports betting. There's casino games. The sports betting is great, actually. They have so many different options. All the sports, all the teams. And actually, you know, they pay out right away, of course. And you can get your money out right away because it's Bitcoin only. It's pretty great. They have all the casino games, too. I mean, who's been to a casino lately? Not me. I only play in poker clubs. But... Um, but, you know, they have all that stuff. If you like that stuff, it's great. It's there. It's available. And, yes, the payouts are instantaneous. Yeah. So How get on there. Use the Good. link or you won't get access to all of our special promotions, which right. they come around at least 
two times a year with a new sports betting promotion, which is often pretty good. Yeah. You know, like $1,000 worth just got paid out to the Survivor Pool winner in the NFL. And that was a free roll, so anyone could have played it. Yeah. Now, I mean, not a, not a huge amount of people did. Like 40 or 50 people played it, I think. Something like that. Maybe it was more. Um, maybe it was 60 or 70. I don't know. But I'm surprised because, yeah, like Wonka, a friend of ours, actually ended up winning that and got 1000 bucks. So... What are you guys doing? Letting Wonka win? That's yeah, that terrible. Was, that was stupid. That's so a terrible get in idea. There, get in on the free promos. It's free money. It's yeah. fucking free money, man. What are you doing with your lives? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Are you trying to do a fear and loathing in Las Vegas? Is that what you're doing? I haven't seen it. It's just, you mean drinking yourself to death on purpose. Oh, you're talking to them. I thought yeah, you were talking yeah. to me with my no, thing. No, oh, no. Okay. No, the people. Like, like, either you're getting on nitro betting or you're doing a fear and loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> right. Like, those right. are the two options. Right, right. So, so, Choose option life. Yes. And we'll see you there. And we'll see you there. All right. So we have a pot of 335K, 33 okay. and a half blinds with two kings against the old 6-5 of diamonds. The flop, eight of clubs, 10 of hearts, six of clubs. Two red kings, not your favorite flop. It's not amazing. I mean, there are worse flops. I mean, Yeah, any ace, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, ace. I, I think, you know, like the 10 isn't great. But like, you know, jack, jack, a jack, a queen is worse probably yeah. than these cards. It's not amazing, but there aren't that many favorite flops anyway. Like Deuce Deuce 3 is a favorite flop. Anything yeah. with a king is a favorite flop. But, you know, like like most flops, they can always flop sets, right? I mean. Of course. But we'd prefer, you know, the 10-7-3 to the 10-8-6. Sure. But there really aren't. There shouldn't be. I guess there are. But we wouldn't necessarily think there are that many like two-pair combo threatening well apparently threatening maybe we know that there are maybe as, we do know as fontaine if we've i think but if with... we know that that's there then a million other things are there too and we just we just can't worry about it like we're we're in a two to one stack to pot we're committed to this pot so you think this is an auto bet uh i mean yes. like you think because the range advantage is not really as pronounced for harabek as it may seem because as the as the passive caller right because often it feels like the kings who are the aggressor have a range disadvantage on a board like this, but that's usually when they open and there's just a call. Yeah, once there's a four bet, the ranges should tighten dramatically. They don't always, clearly, yeah. partially, I think, to your point of the, the four bet being as small as it was, but, um, but like things should be pretty well defined. And yes, now we're losing to pocket tens for sure. Pocket eights, potentially. Maybe pocket eights. Apparently, seven nine is out there, and eight ten. Right, and but six, we, we may not know those things are out there. Yeah. We, may just, we may be thinking pocket tens or we're good, unless this guy decided to flat aces. Yeah. Which he could have, but so be it. We were going broke against aces anyway. What do we care? And we're going to have to fade some club draws. We're sometimes. just going to have to roll with this. Yeah. You know, I think that's the deal. Like, the, when, when the stack to pot is this low, we just welcome aggression. Like, let's go. Like, let's get the chips and find out who wins. And hopefully we'll win a huge pot and have all the chips and win this fucking tournament. Like, this is how you win tournaments. All right. So Fontaine bets 115 into 335. What do you think? 115 into 335. I think it's fine. I would actually probably size it up a little bit more. I hate it. Um, you hate it. I think it's a necessary size up. Unless we're trying to play an iterated game. But... In a huge field tournament, why would we ever try to play an iterated game? Like, let's let's just play for this particular situation. Mm -hmm. um, like, I understand why you would make it 115 if you're playing in the super high roller bowl and you're playing against these guys all the time over and over again. Yeah. But in this case, it is so clearly a size up. So obvious to me. Like, charge clubs the maximum. When he has jacks and queens, let's make it so he can't well, escape. Like, what are, we, what are we doing? The thing is, the reason why I was saying size up is a little different than what you're saying. My thought was, like, it's going to be a pretty binary spot, I think, for Harabek most of the time. We're, we're at least our, from a perceived point of view of Fontan, right? Yeah. Like you're saying, it's jacks, queens, 
Maybe he's got some weird suited tens here that he decided not to fold. It turns out he can have those. Yeah. But we maybe we know that. Maybe we don't. Um, maybe he has pocket nines sometimes that he's going to hold on with. Let's but force, like, let's, let's force let's, clubs to shove right now. Right. right. Let's it's, force clubs to shove, and let's also get the f- max value of queens and jacks before scary cards come, and we don't get the value. Yeah. Right? So I like over 200, like 215 maybe, something like that. I would think at least half pot. Yeah. So like one, 160. At least 170. Like, like this that. feels like Fontan has studied what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And is not thinking about what makes sense in this situation. It's, it's like he's also playing it as if we're 200 blinds deep instead of like effectively two to one stack. Yeah. Out, which is really different here. You yeah. Know? Just in practice, I think 215 is a much so. better bet than 115 here. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. Well, he, he bets 115. Okay. So as Hraback, how do we respond? We flop bottom pair. We have no backdoor diamond draw. I mean, we do have a really bad. Straight draw. I mean, here's the Back question. Straight draw. The question is, do we think we can ever get an overpair to fold? I don't think we should think we can get an overpair to fold right now. I don't think we should think that, no. Okay. So then I don't think we should raise, turning our hand into a bluff. I mean, maybe if we had 6-7, we could do that because at least we'd have more escapes. Right. But with 5-6, we have really just a 6. I think we've got a really clear call. We're beating ace-king. Um, we're in position. We get to see what happens on the turn. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. I think we have to call now that we flopped a pair. Do you agree? I do agree, which kind of leads me back point. to our preflop discussion of yep. like, maybe you should just not call with this hand because there's going to be spots like this. Yep. Now, now you've lost another 11 and a half blinds. I think our plan is to not call a bet on the turn unless we improve. Right. Which, we, we're just going to fold the turn unless we improve if you bet. This is where the hand selection comes yep. in as far as how it impacts your game, right? Because post-flop, these decisions might be normal and fine, but... Once you're in more of the situations with worse hands than your opponent's preflop, a lot of the time, you're going to have these post-flop decisions that become obvious but lose you money. Mm-hmm. And that's not great. Yeah. And that's where Harabek is right now. Yeah. But he calls, and as you stated, it makes sense. He has to call once and see what happens. The pot's 565K. And you still don't know what happens, right? I just looked. Ah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, did, I couldn't help myself. I just looked at the notes. Well, I was like, going to do a whole thing. It's too bad. I, I would have loved to have done it because it would have really been wild. Yes, it would have. I would not have been able to guess this outcome. No. Well, I'm going to do it for the listeners. Good. So I'll play along. All right. I'll so, pretend I didn't see it. And I'll act. I'll, I used to be in drama. I can do this. Yeah, sure you can. What's well, my motivation? <laughs> um, you're Daniel Day-Lewis. All right. The turn is the Ace of Hearts. That's not a great card, really. It's not sure. something Fontaine wants to see. Harabek has some aces in his range, ace-x of clubs that he didn't raise on the flop, which are definitely possible. I mean, is he... No, I don't think he's ever just flatting ace-queen on the flop because the four bet, right? No. It's like, why, why, how can I... You, you can't just call ace-queen for even for 115. No, but he could have ace-queen of clubs or ace-jack of clubs. And maybe just ace-x of clubs. Apparently, he could have any ace-x of yeah. clubs. So that's, that's not great for Not ideal. Ten. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's probably going through his head when he checks. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, this ace shouldn't really affect Robeck's range, right? He's, unless he turned his head of aces, in which case Fontaine was already dead. Right. Turn his head of aces. Either you're already dead, you're up against ace X of clubs or ace 10. Suited, yeah. Right. That's it. Those are the only things that are beating you. But that's, you know, that's a bunch of stuff that just came in. Yep. Which sucks. So yep. I can understand why you would check here as Fontaine. All right. So what do you, how do you interpret this as Robeck? What are you going to do? Well, it's, you know, if he's uh, some players, and I'm looking at one of them right now, if they have ace king, are checking this turn like some crazy high percentage of the time, right? Uh, sometimes depends on the opponent. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, of course it depends on the opponent. Yeah, um, 
and some players are betting their their ace king here, right? So if we, I don't know how much we know about Fontana's Robac. What are you? I'm like, I, I actually with this stack to pot, I'm probably betting something here because I don't want it to go check check and give all the draws. I think I, I I think in a tournament when my tournament life is important yeah, to me, exactly. I'm, I'm betting like a chunky size and not folding just because of the club draws. Yeah. And you're like, boy, it's going to suck if I get moved in. And some, here. and that, that turns some combo draws too. you know, like all the Broadway yes. combo draws with the clubs too, like which, that decide to hold on like J- queen Jack of clubs. Yeah. So example. let's, let's charge the maximum, you know, like not have to play guessing games on the river. Yeah. I would, I would bet in this particular scenario with ace king, actually king, queen of clubs, king, Jack of clubs really makes sense as like a call on yeah. the flop. Queen Jack might even raise us on the flop, but king, queen of clubs yeah. calls and now turns it. Yeah. Um, I don't think we could ever consider folding if we have ace-king. Um, I would probably just put out a bet. Also, I'd put out a bet because that's, that's a card I would bluff, although I don't know what bluffs I have here. But that's, yet again, you're, like no you're playing an iterated game now. That's you true. don't have to. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. And also, I wouldn't have any bluffs anyway. Either I have big pairs or I have ace-king almost always when I put in the four bet here, yeah. right? Like, and, if, and even my bluffs hit the ace. Like, my ace-five suiteds hit the ace. Yeah. So I guess I could check that sometimes. But, like, mostly I'm betting this, I think. Um, Oh, no, the reason actually why I guess I check is because I have to protect my checking range a little bit, right? Sure. A little bit. I understand it's, it's not iterated, but I am playing with some of these people for hours if I win this pot. And yeah, but when are you going to be? Bit. It's really hard to find a, an identical spot to this if you're only playing for a couple but hours. But showing them that you're not perfectly straightforward is not a bad idea. You it's know? Not, it doesn't matter as much as you are currently saying that it does. I think it depends on who, who's at the table. Yeah. And who's, and how Let's much assume it's not a bunch of super I awesome... I mean, there's 31 left in, the t- in this... Main event of the of an EPT. Some of them are paying pretty close attention. Mark right. and Jacobson is somewhere I'm, in this thing. I'm not checking for the Jack sake Sinclair's of around. I'm know? not checking for the sake of showing them something they don't expect. I'm not doing that yeah. with Ace King in this spot. No chance. Well, I'm doing that a little bit. Okay, uh, but I think mostly I'm just betting this. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, it's cool to win this pot. It's humongous. Yeah, I'm really happy to win right now. I basically have a one to one stack to pot ratio. I could shove. It's fine. It's I'm not about, unreasonable. No. I have about half. Of, I have almost exactly one to one. Actually, I have, I actually, I have less than one to one. I don't hate shoving with Ace King here. I, I have think less it's, than one to one. Uh, yeah, we yeah, have like five hundred K, right? Yeah, I really don't hate shoving here. What does yeah. what does King Jack of Clubs do if we shove? It might have to fold. That's great. That's it's a good outcome. It's getting two to one. It's going to be. Yeah, I think it has to fold. That's a good it outcome. Has to fold. I'd rather do that than bet 200K and like either they shove and they get to see if they win on the river yeah. when we call or they call yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we have to fade everything. No, I agree. No, I think I would shove because of the stack to pot is like red alert. Like we cannot lose this pot now. Yeah. We, have to, we have to do everything we can to win this pot as is. We don't need to get value anymore. It's fine if the guy wants to call. Like if somehow we have, whatever. But like that 565,000 in the middle matters vitally to our, to, our, to our chances in this tournament. And we just can't let this guy and get And there it. are some worlds where we get called by a worse hand that just has outs to a club, like ace-jack of clubs, if we had ace-king. That would be amazing. Yeah, or I guess they have a jack also. But, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd be in good shape once in a while. Not very often, but if they have the, if they have the nut flush draw of any kind and they hit that ace, they're probably going to be forced to call us, yeah. right? That'd be a very tight fault. Yeah. Anyway, Fontaine doesn't have ace-king. He's got two kings, yeah. and he's unhappy. He doesn't love it. So he checks. I get why you check. It's a I rough spot. I get it, spot. too. I get it, too. All right. Now that your hero is Robeck with 5-6, yeah. the board is awful for you. Yeah. Is it worth taking a stab? Yes. 100%. Okay. Just trying to bluff out exactly jacks, queens, or kings? Yes. How are you going to size it? Um, there's 565 in the pot. We don't have to size it huge, but we have to make this an actual bet. Um, Fontaine only has 500 left. Yeah, so we could bet an amount that basically may feel to him like he's essentially like 
If he calls this, we're going to be shoving rivers most of the time, and he just to try and make him avoid the whole situation. Like two seventy five. I was going to say one seventy five. Like two seventy five. I don't even know if we can bluff the river. He's he'll put in more than half a stack right now. He may feel like he can't fold. But I want to actually fold out kings, queens, and jacks. I understand. I want to. I want the. I like the implied threat a lot, and I think one seventy five is still like a chunky bet. If you when you see that ace, and you just think you're just losing. Yeah. I feel like that's going to work enough of the time. It might. I don't know. I don't know which one actually works better, 275 or 175. But I, I like the the thing about 275. I guess with 275, you never probably either one of these you never bet again, right? Yeah. We just check back the river. But um, I could save ten blinds my way, and I, I just, think I, I think I get almost the same amount of fold equity. No, I, maybe Fontaine's not this guy, but I feel like I've been in this spot so many times when I make that type of play. I'm like, ah, uh, he was too price sensitive. You yeah. Know, like, and I really wish I bet a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then fair. they show up with the hand that like they really hated calling, but they're like, well, the price is pretty good. Exactly. You know, that's fair. That's so fair. I don't know. Robeck goes eighty k. That's so interesting. What, yeah. So. He, I think what he's trying to do is preserve the option to shove to shove the river and actually have real fold equity instead of betting like instead of putting the guy in a spot where he where Fontaine may feel pot committed now he's like well I put so many chips and I just can't fold right so maybe that's Robeck's plan and obviously he's going to have to do that because Fontaine has kings and like yeah it sucks that the ace came but there's the dude bet eighty k in the five sixty five six hundred and forty five thousand chips in there and it's eighty k to call and he still has what five hundred k in front of him. Like so. what if Robeck has clubs? He yeah. could easily have clubs. What if Robeck has nine ten? Obviously he has five six. He could have nine ten and play like this. Obviously he could play five six like this. Yes. So Kings is a clear call, especially when we check. If like if Fontaine is like a normal person and is gonna sho- sometimes shove or bet ace king, which I think a lot of players are in this case. Kings ends up pretty high in our distribution. Yes, it does. Like that's why we, as, we were, as I was saying, you have to have some checks yeah. here, um, so you can let the guys blast off a little bit and have it. Yeah, but yeah, like so. Anyway, Fontaine <laughs> folds. <laughs> I mean, it's a really interesting hand. Yeah, Fontaine folds for eighty k. Now. I understand what's going on in Fontaine's head, I think, right? Sure. We're talking about this, like, well, of course you call. And he's sitting here thinking, like, I'm just dead a lot. And I'm going to put in 80K and just fold the river. Like, what's the point? Like, he's imagining the worst case scenario, though. He's yes. like, he's like, I have one out. This guy has ace jack of clubs, and I have one out. You know, that's what he's, that's, that's his brain. It could be that. Um, it could also be just that if this guy just has clubs, and I call here, he's going to shove the river a lot, and I'm going to have to fold anyway. Like I'm gonna like it doesn't matter if he's bluffing me because I'm gonna get bluffed on the river. I think it's worth the price of ADK to find out if you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, I think it probably is. It's so painful to call the ADK and fold the river. Do you endorse the fold? <sighs> I don't know if I endorse it, but I understand it. I understand it if you didn't look at how much he bet. If you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bets so small that it's weird. It's just so weird. This is the most profitable bluff of all time. It is incredible. It's a post oak bluff, except it's not on the river. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really wild to bet this little. It wouldn't occur to me ever to bet this small and have this work. Yeah, it's kind of like Robeck put Fontan on like king queen and is trying to deny equity, and it ended up working out almost, way better than that. It, it almost feels like that. I don't believe that. It can't be that he got four bet right. I think it's got to be that he's putting when the check happens. He's like, oh, okay, because that was a bad. Like I know I'm always losing now when the ace comes, but when you check. A bunch of the time you don't have the ace. Yeah. And like I'm just gonna I'm gonna threaten your life with a with a piece of paper, like with a paper cut, basically, yeah. you know, by putting this ADK out there and say, like, you know what's coming. 
So do you want to walk down this path or not, buddy? And for all we know, Harak is always shoving the river. Who knows? We I, don't, I don't know if he we'll is. We'll never know. If he is, by the way, then we should be checking our ace all the time on the turn. If he's yeah. got this line in him, if we know this about him at all, we should be like, check, call, check, call, you know, and just live with it. Um, it's possible once we call the ADK, Harabek is done unless he improves, though. Yeah. I don't know. The thing that's weird is by Harabek only betting ADK, he's not defining anything. And when you bet 275 or I bet even 175, which was the price yeah. we were going for, I think we can comfortably shut down on the river because we're like, oh, okay, you probably aren't going anywhere, yeah. right? 80K, it's a, it leaves everything a little more open. Yeah, but, like, it, but it does leave his options open as well. It does. It's just really surprising that this is how he ends up putting the hand. It is wild. I can't endorse the fold. I agree with you. I understand where Fontaine yeah. is coming from, but it's... I mean, what is the price we're that getting we're getting? Six, we're getting, uh, sorry, 8 to 1? 8 to 1 to call. Yeah, it seems like you got to call that. 8 to 1 is just an outrageous price, and we are not always losing. And we're high rates. in our distribution. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... We this, can only really beat clubs, but we don't have a club. Well, we can also beat this. <laughs> That's a great point. As it turns out, we can beat any one pair of hand that this calls is, on the this flop, is which why there the, are a lot of them. This is why math and distribution matters, right? Because you just said we can only really beat clubs. But right. that's like the Fontaine, like, death is inevitable mindset. Yes. Right? Yes, like, it is. Instead of actually reality, which is sometimes you live forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of the one in five lucky people, you know? Right. Yeah, that lives forever. Fontaine is not... He folds. Robeck wins the hand in an amazing way. Extremely surprising. How did these guys finish? Ah, well, Fontan did not really recover from this, is what I can tell you. So he ends up coming out. Hold on, because this is not his real name. So I got to find his actual you know, name now. There he is. 27th. He did not make any more money. So that's four places he went yeah. up from here. Robeck finished fourth for uh, $258,000. Nice. So his aggressive style... Seemed to pay off this time pretty well. It, it sure did. Often the aggressive guys do better, and the guys who are a little, just a little psycho, not completely psycho, but a little psycho, often do better. I got to say. Or they flame out. I mean, or they flame out. I, I got to say, I, was, I wanted to try to give the audience and you the experience that I had of I, watching the hand. Yeah. Because like, I, I was watching this hand, and I was like, all right, so what's going to happen on the river? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is so bizarre to bet 80K and have that work. Do you think Karabek thought that could work when he bet the 80K, or was he just trying to like keep his options open to be able to rep the ace? I wouldn't think it could work. It wouldn't occur to me to work. No. For it to work. It feels like he's either Sean Wintering it, or, or, I don't, or he knows this player a little bit. Yeah. Maybe he just knows this player and knows the guy is not price sensitive. I so, guess it's So possible. it's like it doesn't matter. A bet is a bet. It's all the same. Maybe. I remember when I discovered that, um, in lower-level tournaments anyway, where... For a lot and a lot of spots, a lot of the opponents are completely non-price sensitive, and you can bet super tiny. It's exactly the same as betting big. It's all they see chips out there; they react exactly the same to it, no matter how much it is. Um, obviously, it's not as true as it used to be, um, and it depends on your opponents. But I remember discovering that and being really amazed that that could be the case. Yeah, and that's why for a long time, and still in many tournaments, many scenarios, it's really profitable to early on bet big for value and small as a bluff because. They're not price sensitive, and they love putting chips in early on. Yes. And later on, you can bet really small all the time when you want anything to happen. Yes. Like, it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Fontan folded. Fontan folded. 
Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.